And when they drew nigh unto Jerusalem, that is, Jesus and his disciples, they were come to Bethphage, unto the Mount of Olives. Then sent Jesus two disciples, saying unto them, Go into the village over against you, and straightway you shall find an ass tied and a colt with her. Loose them, and bring them to me. If any one say or to you, you shall say, The Lord hath need of them, and straightway he will send them. All this was done, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet, saying, Tell ye the daughter of Zion, Behold, thy king cometh unto thee, meek, and sitting upon an ass, and a colt the full of an ass. And the disciples went and did as Jesus commanded them, and brought the ass and the colt, and put on them their clothes, and they sat him thereon. And a very great multitude spread their garments in the way. Others cut down branches from the trees, and strawed them in the way. And the multitudes that went before, and that followed after, cried, saying, Hosanna to the Son of David! Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord! Hosanna in the highest! And when he was come unto Jerusalem, all the city was moved, saying, Who is this? And the multitude said, This is Jesus, the prophet of Nazareth of Galilee. Welcome to the Unchanging Word Radio Bible Study. Our teacher is Dr. John G. Mitchell, a man who was faithful in teaching the Word of God for more than 60 years throughout the Northwest. Dr. John G. Mitchell often asked a question that is still inscribed on the library wall on the campus of Multnomah University. He asked it of every class and challenged every student with it. Don't you folks ever read your Bibles? It is quite evident that he did. Dr. Mitchell once forgot his Bible in his office when he arrived to teach a graduate-level class on the Minor Prophets. Without a pause, he quoted the scripture for the day, word for word, from memory. Dr. Mitchell knew his Bible. Many were blessed by his Bible teaching, and today we invite you to share in those blessings by listening to the Unchanging Word radio Bible study. The name of our study, The Unchanging Word, highlights the fact that God's Word has not changed. What God reveals in His written Word was true in the past, is still true today, and will be true tomorrow. The truth in God's Word was, is, and always will be true. God never changes. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Thank you for listening to the Unchanging Word Bible broadcast with Dr. John G. Mitchell. We appreciate your letters to this ministry, and it gives us encouragement to hear what God is doing in your lives and to pray for your requests. Now, in Matthew chapter 21, Dr. Mitchell will be teaching verses 1 through 11 in this lesson. In these verses, Matthew quotes the Old Testament scripture twice. In verse 5, Matthew shows that Jesus, during his entry into Jerusalem, fulfills Zechariah chapter 9, verse 9, which speaks of Jesus as king, gentle, and riding on a donkey. And Matthew then writes for us what the crowds were saying as Jesus rode into Jerusalem. They were crying out loud, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And these words come from Psalm 118, verse 26. Well, let's join Dr. Mitchell now in Matthew chapter 21 on the Unchanging Word Bible broadcast. Thank you. Good day, friends. Again, it is our joy and delight to come to you for the ministry of the Word of God. We're so thankful for the many letters we have received stating informing us of the blessing 
which so many have received through this ministry. Our great desire is, as we continue in the ministry of the Word of God, that the Spirit of God will make the truth very precious and very real to your own heart and mind, that your own life will be transformed because the truth is beginning to live in you and in me. You know, one meets Christians everywhere who oftentimes say, well, I have been a church member or I've attended church for so many years, but now I'm just beginning to realize something of the wonder of what we have in our Savior. How glad we are that we have one who is not only a wonderful Savior, but one who is even today touched with the feeling of our infirmities. And as we meet God's people here and there, sometimes in their joys, other times in their sorrows, it's a wonderful thing to know that we have a Savior who understands, who cares, and is sufficient for us. Now, we're starting into a portion of Scripture today in Matthew chapter 21 through chapter 23. This takes in possibly the last week of our Lord before he went to the cross. And in these chapters, we see our Lord rejecting the nation Israel. As you read these three chapters, you can't help but come to that conclusion. Our Lord deliberately went to Jerusalem and he said certain things which were very deliberate, and yet we see the nation, through the message of our Savior, rejecting the one who came to redeem. Will you take your Bibles then and turn with me to Matthew chapter 21? Now, I'd like to read the first 11 verses of that chapter. And when they drew nigh unto Jerusalem, that is, Jesus and his disciples, they were come to Bethphage, unto the Mount of Olives, then sent Jesus two disciples, saying unto them, Go into the village over against you, and straightway you shall find an ass tied and a colt with her. Loose them and bring them to me. And if any one say aught to you, you shall say, The Lord hath need of them, and straightway he will send them. All this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet, saying, Tell ye the daughter of Zion, Behold, thy king cometh unto thee, meek, and sitting upon an ass, and a colt the full of an ass. And the disciples went and did as Jesus commanded them, and brought the ass and the colt, and put on them their clothes, and they sat him thereon. And a very great multitude spread their garments in the way. Others cut down branches from the trees, and strawed them in the way. And the multitudes that went before and that followed after cried, saying, Hosanna to the Son of David. Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And when he was come unto Jerusalem, all the city was moved, saying, Who is this? And the multitude said, This is Jesus, the prophet of Nazareth of Galilee. Now here we are reading, a portion which gives to us the triumphal entry of our Savior into the city of Jerusalem. Both Matthew, Mark, and Luke uh, record this instance. John doesn't speak of it. It's a remarkable thing because it's the last week of our Lord as he walked among men. He has deliberately gone to Jerusalem. You remember the preceding chapters. He said, we must go to Jerusalem and there suffer many things, and be scourged, and be crucified. And the third day, he would be raised again from the dead. 
The disciples never did understand that until after resurrection. But here we find our Savior manifesting, first of all, his omniscience. You'll notice what he said in the first two verses. As they drew nigh to Bethphage, uh, unto the Mount of Olives, which is just across the brook Kidron from the city, he sent two of his disciples, and he said, You go into the village over against you, and straightway you shall find an ass tied and a colt with her. Loose them and bring them to me. If anyone say anything to you, you shall say, The Lord hath need of them, and straightway he will send them. Now, mark the omniscience of Christ. To me, it's been a remarkable thing as I read these Gospels how often the Savior manifested his omniscience. You would think that people would realize who he was. Not only did he manifest omnipotence, but he also knew what was in the thoughts and the minds of people. And even here, he said, when you go into the village, you're going to find an ass tied. And with that ass will be a little colt. And you're going to bring them to me. And if they stop you, you'll say, the Lord hath need of them. Uh, to me, it's an astounding thing that our Lord should know so much. May I suggest to you, my friend, he knows all about you. I would suggest sometime that you read the 139th Psalm. He knows our thoughts afar off. He knows when we go out and he knows when we come in. He knows when we stand up and when we sit down. And David goes on further and says, even though I go to the farthest ends of the earth, I'll find you there waiting for me. I'm so glad he knows all about you and he knows all about me. He knows all about my frailty and my weaknesses. And he knows also the desire of my heart. Even when people misunderstand, he never misunderstands. He always understands. He always knows and he always cares. Maybe I'm talking to someone today and you feel so lonely and possibly you're in sorrow or in suffering or you've been misunderstood and you've tried to do the best thing for people and they're paying it the wrong way. May I say to you that the Lord Jesus never misunderstands. He always knows. He always cares. And he is always sufficient. He's always tender, always compassionate. He knows everything. I say, I'm glad, I'm glad that's true. He knows all about you. He knows all about me. He even knew about the ass and the colt, and he knew what they would say. And he told them what to answer, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet, saying, Tell ye the daughter of Zion, behold, thy king cometh upon unto thee, meek and sitting upon an ass, and a colt the foal of an ass. As you know, this is from Zechariah chapter 9, verse 9. And if you study the prophet Zechariah, you will notice that in chapter 9, our Lord comes in his meekness. When you come to the last three chapters of Zechariah, our Lord comes in his glory, in his majesty. Here he comes in his meekness. And the whole city is stirred. And I read this that they brought the ass and the colt and they put on them their clothes and they set him thereon and a very great multitude spread their garments in the way. Others cut down branches from the trees and straw them in the way and the multitudes that went before and that followed cried saying, Hosanna to the son of David. I think one of the pastors said they, they took palm branches. Uh, 
I would suggest that this has to do with uh, the coming of the Lord in his glory, which Jenny speaks of in millennial scene. But I want you to mark here that the whole crowd followed Jesus as if the Lord welcomed this. You know, our Lord, through his ministry, as a rule, he would say, after he's healed someone, don't tell anybody. Don't tell anybody. But here he, he makes himself the center of attraction. A great multitude are before him and after him. And he rides into the city. And I read here that the whole city are stirred to its depths. They're concerned. Who is this one coming? Riding on an ass, the foal of an ass. And the common people, the multitude, with their clothes upon these animals and stone branches in the way. And what do they say? Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. He's acclaimed as the son of David. I'm not surprised that now we have a, a real concern in the city. Remember that the Lord has spent most of his ministry in Galilee. In fact, the disciples try to persuade the Lord not to go to Jerusalem or to Judea because they said to him, if you go up there, they'll kill you. But now he goes a few days before he's to be crucified and he draws attention to himself. And he goes into the city as a king. And the crowds shout out, Hosanna to the highest. Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is him that cometh in the name of the Lord. You can just understand the people of the city warning, what in the world's coming off? Here is Jesus, surrounded by Galileans and by a great multitude, and they're shouting the praises of God. They declare he's the son of David. And I read, the whole city was moved. And the word there is stirred to their very depths. They're troubled. If you had been in Jerusalem that day, what would you have thought? You see Jesus of Nazareth sitting on an ass and a whole multitude following, crying that he's the son of David. Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. If you'd been one of these priests, one of the Sanhedrin, one of the leaders of Israel, what would you have thought? The city was stirred to its very depths. Our Lord is really drawing attention to the whole city to himself. But there's a sad note here, for I read in verse 11, when they said, Who is this? The multitude said, This is Jesus, the prophet of Nazareth of Galilee. Why didn't they say, He's the son of David? They'd just been saying that. They said, Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. They recognize him as a prophet, but they refuse his kingship. They said he was a son of David, but they would not acclaim him as the Messiah, their king. They were willing to shout Hosanna to the highest, but they were not willing to submit to him as their king. In fact, they're soon going to say, crucify him, crucify him. You know, it's an amazing thing even today. Can I bring it down today? There are a great many men, even leaders, even religious leaders, who talk about Jesus as the great teacher, as the great prophet. 
but they will not give him his rightful place as the one who is not only the son of David, but he is the Lord of the Most High. They acknowledge him as a prophet, as a teacher, as a rabbi, as a leader, but they do not recognize him as the Lord of their life. They do not recognize him as the only Savior. It may be I'm talking to some today. It may be you're a Sunday school teacher or even a preacher. And you've talked about the ethical standards that the Lord Jesus set up. You may talk about his sermon on the mount. Or you might talk about his miracles. But you don't give him his rightful place in your heart, in your life. May I ask you, my friend, does Jesus Christ have his rightful place in your heart? You say he's my savior. I trust in him as my savior. Well and good. That makes you a child of God. But my friend, what place does he have in your life? The crowd said, it's Jesus of Nazareth, the prophet. And yet they had said, whether they knew it or not, they'd said, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. My, you would have thought they would worship him. They would acknowledge him. They would declare that what he was, the son of David, the Messiah, the king of Israel. But no, he's just a prophet. My friend, let me ask you the question, what is Jesus Christ to you personally? Personally. I don't mean doctrinally. I don't mean what church you belong to. What is the relationship between you and Jesus Christ? I find a lot of people, a great many people, who know a great deal about doctrine, but they know so little about the Savior in their own lives, in their own hearts. There is not that close relationship that should be there. And I would plead with your heart this morning, or whatever time of the day it may be where you are, if you have not come into right relationship with a Savior, what is not only your Savior, but your Lord. I just trust that today you may come to that place and give him his rightful place. Let us not be like the multitude. In one breath they're saying he's the son of David, Hosanna in the highest. And the next minute he said he's just a prophet. He's just from Galilee. It was very disturbing news to the leaders in Israel. And sometimes, you know, it's very disturbing news to people today. Because Jesus Christ, my friend, is either your Savior or he's going to be your judge. He's either your Lord and your Master or you're full of yourself. I'll leave that with you. Now we come to the next two or three verses. From verse 12 down through verse 16. And here you have our Lord manifesting his authority. I read these words from verse 12 on. And Jesus went into the temple of God and cast out all them that sold and bought in the temple, overthrew the tables of the money changers and the seats of them that sold doves, and said to them, It is written, My house shall be called a house of prayer, but you have made it a den of thieves. And the blind and the lame came to him in the temple, and he healed them. And when the chief priests and scribes saw the wonderful things that he did, and the children crying in the temple and saying, Hosanna to the son of David, they were sore displeased. 
You know, I want to stop right here for a few moments. Here we have our Lord in authority. Notice the contrast. He came into the city riding on an ass, the foal of an ass. He came in meekness, surrounded by the common people who praised him and thanked the Lord for him. And yet the very next breath, he comes into the very temple of God. He makes his way through the city with all its conditions and went right to the temple of God. I want you to think about that for our next lesson. I'm sure on the way into the city, there were many things on the right and the left that needed to be corrected. I'm sure there were many things in society that needed to be touched. But he went right into the temple of God. The issue starts right there. The temple of God. They had made it a temple of merchandise, a place in fact, he said, you have made it a den of thieves when it should have been the place where God was the center of attraction. And we don't mark this. From the writing of the full of an ass, rejected, practically rejected as the king, even though they claimed him as the son of David, he went right into the temple for a purpose to cleanse the temple of God. His authority now as the king in meekness and then in authority. Our Lord came to the world the first time in meekness. When he comes the next time, he's going to come with authority and he's going to cleanse the temple of God. I'll leave that for our next lesson. Read it through, will you? And may the word of God become very, very precious to you in your own heart, in your mind, and in your life. And the Lord bless you today.
and rose again If I only knew what words to say I would tell you trust that your hearts have been blessed and encouraged through the study of God's Word. You may write to us with your comments and your prayer requests to The Unchanging Word, P.O. Box 398, Dallas, Oregon, 97338. The Unchanging Word. And so until next time, this is The Unchanging Word radio broadcast. Life